0: Digital Marketing Radio, episode 250. How does LinkedIn ads compare with other ad platforms?
1: Digital Marketing Radio with David Bain.
0: Hi, I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, the show for in-house agency and entrepreneurial marketers who want to stay on top of the latest tools, tactics and trends as shared by today's modern marketing masters. Have you tried LinkedIn ads yet? And if you have tried LinkedIn ads, are you still actively using the platform? If not, and you're spending money on ads elsewhere, why? Do you think that LinkedIn ads are more expensive? Did you even use LinkedIn ads correctly? On today's episode of Digital Marketing Radio, we're going to be exploring what's different about LinkedIn ads compared with other ad platforms, how you need to adapt your campaigns so that they're better suited to LinkedIn, and what kind of results you should be expecting by advertising on LinkedIn. Joining me to discuss that is a former e commerce consultant for IBM. He's now the chief advertising officer for, officer for LinkedIn advertising agency Speedwork Social. Welcome to DMR, Anthony Blattner. Hey, thanks for having me, David. Well, you can find Anthony over at speedworksocial.com. Great to have you on the show, Anthony. So, Anthony, how different? Is LinkedIn advertising compared with, say, Facebook ads or Google ads?
1: Yeah, so it's very different in a lot of ways, but it's also very similar in a lot of ways. So depending on who who you are as an organization, um, all those questions you asked in the beginning are like very common questions we we get as somebody as as like a as somebody would approach the, the platform. A lot of times we hear tried LinkedIn ads and they didn't work or I tried LinkedIn ads and they were just way too expensive. Um, And most people approach LinkedIn and maybe they've done some Facebook and Google advertising and kind of have an idea of what they've run there before. And they just take that campaign and try to import it into LinkedIn and usually doesn't do great because there's a few things you'll want to do differently um so linkedin ads as a platform is an extremely effective platform for the right organization so linkedin offers some of the best targeting options for b2b um being able to target we always say it's you know being able to target niche professionals at scale um when you When your product or service serves a very specific target decision maker at a very specific type of company, that's when you want to use a platform like LinkedIn. If you're selling to every business owner out there, then maybe Facebook is going to be a cheaper platform for you because Facebook has some more broad targeting like that. Um, But when you need to get very niche into who you're targeting... Say you want to target um, HR directors at large financial companies. Uh, you know you can pop in those job titles and those company industries and sizes and target that type of person directly. Whereas a lot of other platforms just platforms just don't have those options there. Um, so. As people approach the platform, you know, there are a lot of differences as you, as you get into it, we do see very often somebody will kind of like say who they have had their audience on Facebook and then kind of use that and try to create a campaign on LinkedIn. And there's a few differences there, whereas on Facebook, you know, kind of how these different platforms work. Um, Facebook relies a lot on, a, on its algorithm to go optimize for conversions for you. So, Facebook best practices is give it a big audience, and let the algorithm go find the best person who's most likely to convert based on the targeting that you set initially. Uh, on LinkedIn, we kind of did the opposite because on LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn is a more expensive channel to use. Um, you know, just on a pure CPC basis that you're gonna pay. So because LinkedIn's more expensive and because we have very specific targeting options available there, um, we wanna be as specific as possible as to who we're targeting and kind of reduce the chance of any un, of any not good clicks. Because when you're paying eight to 12 bucks or more per click, you don't, you know, you wanna eliminate as many of those as possible. So on Facebook, you usually give it a giant audience and let the algorithm do the work for you. On LinkedIn, we're very specific on who you wanna target. Um, because we don't, we don't, we don't eliminate the chance of any unintentional clicks.
0: So, what would you say is the biggest mistake that people actually make in LinkedIn ads?
1: Uh, I'd say it starts with the audience that they target. Um, so, I would, I would say it is that. Where a lot of times, when I'm reviewing an account, or um, yeah, when I'm reviewing an account, usually you get in there and they've typed in, you know, tons of industries and tons of job titles, and they're like, okay, we serve all these customers, and here's everyone we can serve, um, and then your audience is into the millions, and you know before you know it, you might be looking at the leads coming in or even just the the report that's coming back to you saying who were these ads actually in front of. And you can look at that and be like, you know, I think a lot of these people aren't actually good fits. So you're spending a lot of money on a lot of clicks of people who are not actually a good fit for you. So be as specific as possible on LinkedIn on who you want to target. Um, I would say that is the number one issue we see.
0: So what kind of what size of audience is a good size of audience because obviously you can be very very specific and not have enough people to uh, advertise to so how, how many people do you want to start start a campaign with
1: yeah so it depends on the size of your budget uh you know the smaller the budget the more targeted you can be because you're not going to be able to reach all those people the larger your budget the more you'll need to expand your audience to have a sizable audience to reach uh for a general Um, Rule of thumb is as you're creating maybe your campaigns and split testing your audiences, you want each one to be generally between 30 to 80,000, we find is a nice sweet spot. Um, If if your budget is a lot higher and you're looking to push a lot more traffic, then you might expand that audience or you might look at other audience segments that you can line up side by side with them, and then run multiple
0: campaigns. Is it an effective way to get started by actually uploading your own list, if you've got a decent sized email list, and then t- targeting those people? Or are you generally bit get a, um, better off getting started targeting people that aren't necessarily aware of you at the moment?
1: Depends on what you're trying to do. But if you have an email list, I you know Facebook is going to be a cheaper channel for you just to upload those emails to facebook and do a match there um you know where linkedin shines is having that cold targeting options where you know you don't have someone's email but you know you want to target a specific industry linkedin lets you do that uh you know email match is available on facebook and that you know they are cheaper per impression so if you just have a list and you want to target them i'd probably say start with facebook you know that is not to say if that audience doesn't tend to be you know maybe it's an older audience or maybe um Maybe it is an executive audience where they aren't likely to use Facebook, then you can, you know, then you would be you would uh, do well to upload that to LinkedIn and then target them while they're on LinkedIn.
0: Okay, great. So LinkedIn's Good for cold outreach. Uh, maybe you should you should expect to pay for, what, what $8 a click? Something like that? To, uh, in to, the to, US, to we
1: see for a mid-level manager, um, somebody in the US, mid-level manager, it's usually going to be about 8 to 12 bucks per click. The higher up in the chain you go, if you want to target like CEOs, those clicks are a little bit more expensive. And then as you go international, we do say clicks are, are cheaper
0: internationally. Got you. Okay. And... How do you get best value for your money? So what is best practice in terms of ad copy and call to action?
1: Uh yeah. So to get the best bang for your buck on LinkedIn, we usually see that LinkedIn fits the best as in the in the top of funnel for, for a business where um, like we said, LinkedIn has those targeting options that just aren't available on a lot of platforms. So when you want to target a specific type decision-maker at a specific type of company, you know, the only way you can fill your funnel with those people is by targeting them on LinkedIn and bringing them into your funnel there. Uh, because LinkedIn is a more expensive channel, you use LinkedIn for top of funnel, you know, acquire that traffic, get them to your site, capture the lead. And then once they're a lead or have at least been pixeled, then you can retarget them on other cheaper platforms. Um, you know, the easiest way to follow up with people is is via email. Once they submit a lead form or something or, or download something, um, and then once they're a lead, you can have also have your sales team call them. You can retarget them on Facebook and Google. So it kind of fits in the ecosystem there. But where, where we see LinkedIn have the biggest bang for the buck is using it for top of funnel lead generation and then um, having your sales and marketing funnel built out afterwards.
0: Got you. Okay, so does that mean that to use them to be able to retarget people using another platform, then you have to drive people to your website to begin with, and that maybe LinkedIn um, leads directly just from their websites um, doesn't actually work for that. Uh, do, do you actually, actually have to drive people to your website in order to actually be able to retarget people using another platform?
1: To be able to retarget people, you either need to capture their lead through a lead form on LinkedIn, or you need to send them to your website to be able to pixel them.
0: Okay, I'm just wondering if it's possible to pixel them to Facebook and to the Google Ads ads platform if they don't visit your website, if they all they do is they fill in a lead form on LinkedIn?
1: Not, not through pixeling. You'd have to have an email address mapped over and automated into one of those other platforms.
0: Understood. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Um, so what about ads? type then uh do you find that video ads tend to be more effective um is there a lot of images that have to go in ads or or, or what what copy works best on linkedin
1: yeah so as far as copy goes we usually recommend being short and to the point um the way that most people use linkedin is to get on there to do a specific task maybe they're maybe they're looking up somebody they're about to have a meeting with maybe they're updating their profile or making a post but we don't see you know as a platform goes, people don't use LinkedIn as leisurely as they do as like Facebook. Whereas on Facebook, you're scrolling around, you're watching videos. It's okay to you're likely to sit around and watch a video and maybe read a long post. But on LinkedIn, you're usually hopping on to do something specific and then get off the platform. So for that reason, we see that short and direct copy works best, um, you know, convey a short point, tell somebody why they should download something or click through and then let them take that action and go on with their day. Um, as far as ad units, uh, LinkedIn has several different ad unit types that they Um, have, you know, similar to how Facebook has many ad units, Um, most people start with sponsored content in the newsfeed. That's LinkedIn's highest quality ad unit. You can fit the most information in there. Um, They also have sponsored in-mail, which are great for one-on-one type of invites to people. Uh, We see actually recruiting posts, recruiting campaigns do very well by messaging people one-on-one. They're more comfortable uh, kind of requesting more information or applying through a one-on-one type of invite. Um, so most people start with sponsored content in the newsfeed and then, uh, short and direct copy works best. As far as videos go, we actually find, um, videos can be hit or miss. Uh, most of the time people start with, we start people with image ads, uh, because on LinkedIn, when you're paying for every click, videos have a tendency or chance to be almost too flashy. And somebody will often click before they've seen the whole video and really know what it is that your video is conveying. Um, so you want to reduce the chance of. Those clicks are like, you know, when somebody clicks and they don't, and they haven't watched the whole video, they don't really know what you're promoting or who you're talking to. So some of those clicks might be unintentional or untargeted. Um, so video can be hit or miss. You can convey a lot more information in a video than you can an image. Um, so they can work for complex prod products or they can work for like retargeting ads or brand awareness ads. But for direct response conversion type of ads, we actually see image ads work better because somebody can just view it, understand, you know, immediately digest that image and then take that action from there um videos inherently have two call to actions where one is watch this video and then two is click so sometimes people will just watch it and keep scrolling or sometimes people will just click without watching so there's kind of a you know a mismatch there so usually we recommend start with image ads once you've had that refined you know what copy and what audience is performing best then try rolling out video ads to that audience
0: okay brilliant advice and you mentioned sponsored content as one of the first th- ad types there. I also saw LinkedIn promoting sponsored content quite heavily there as well. Um, so what options are available within sponsored content and how does that work? Is it a case of publishing a post on your LinkedIn page and then promoting that? Or is there some other way that works with that?
1: Yes, yeah, so you can definitely po- make a post on your uh, company page ads always come from a company page, not from a personal profile. So you can make a post on a company page and then you can boost that post just like how Facebook has a boosted post option. LinkedIn has their own sponsored, just a little sponsored content button that you can hit and boost it easily. Um, And then you can also just grab that post ID and put it into a LinkedIn ad campaign from your company page. Um, So that's one thing you can do most campaigns that we build out, you know, boosting posts is, is nice and easy for when you just want to get your post in front of more people, maybe promote an announcement or news that your company has. But for most most ad campaigns that you'll create, we recommend designing your ads and creating them in the ad ads manager. Um, so as far as sponsored content goes, there's a few different options you have there. You know, most people start with image ads. You also have those video ads. And then there's carousel ad options there where you could have uh different slides where somebody might scroll through to click on different things you can have those slides go to different links. So if you maybe are promoting several different services, or maybe, you know, for example, there was one that was like an event that they were promoting and they had several different speakers. So we used different speaker headshots there because people would scroll through them and there'd be a certain speaker that grabbed their attention the most. And they would click on that one and go to the website. Um, So those do, those do well. Uh, And then also for the sponsored content ones, you can also attach a lead form to those if you want to. And lead forms I would do find are pretty effective for just maximizing your conversion rate if you just purely try to capture a lead Uh, and that lead form is a little form that opens up on LinkedIn auto fills with profile information and somebody can submit it right there
0: and what percentage Um, completion rate for lead forms are you looking for? I assume that you're not talking about a $10 CPA for for completion of the lead form.
1: Right, so for lead forms on LinkedIn for content type of offers, we usually see or we usually shoot for at least 10% and you know 10 to 20% is the average range there. If you're above that, awesome. If you're below that, then you need to work on your your offer. Um, If it's like a free demo or free consultation offer, those tend to be lower and those might be about three to 5%. so your best cost per lead is going to come from having a content offer we call it a lead magnet that you're promoting in your campaign um so yeah so for content offers we recommend you know shoot for 10 to 20 percent or more uh for free demo free consultation offers those have a lower conversion rate you might be between three to five percent
0: okay and sorry by 10 percent conversion rate and in terms of costs do you mean that um it it would be effectively 10 times more than an average 10 $10 $10 per, per click-through. So you're talking about $100 roughly per lead?
1: Yeah, we, we see most campaigns will start uh, between 50 to 100 bucks per lead is a common mm-hmm. range where most will start. You know, after you launch that campaign, you'll want to set up several audience split, split tests, couple offer split tests and ad split tests, and then ideally get that honed down to 50 or below after the first month. But most people do start in that 50 to 100 range.
0: Great stuff. And is it possible to isolate mobile and desktop users? And if so, do you see much difference in terms of conversion? Right
1: there. Uh, so it is. There's a couple ways you can do that, and we do see some differences. Um, uh, this is an interesting point. So on LinkedIn, you're not able to directly say, you know, whoever's on this device at this time, show them that they do have an option for mobile preference or desktop preference, and that's just LinkedIn saying this user uses a, dev- a desktop device more often than a mobile device, or they use a mobile device more often than a desktop device. Um, They do also have like operating system that you're using. So if you're selling specific software for an operating system, you know, that could be useful. Um, So they have that in the targeting. And then as far as other things you can do, there's a couple ad units on LinkedIn that are, desktop only, those are gonna be the text ads and then dynamic ads. Um, These are relatively small ad units that show up in the very top of your newsfeed or on the right-hand column. They're kind of small, they don't get a ton of clicks, but if you, for some reason, wanna only target desktop users, you would use one of those ad units. Um, As far as targeting mobile only, if your ad creative, if your video or your image is taller than a square image or video, then it will only show on mobile. Um, so this is something that I guess not not a lot of people are aware of. But on LinkedIn, if their standard size is their standard size used to be like this banner size, and now you can put any size in there pretty much, uh, and it'll it'll use that size in your ad, but it'll it'll show it on both platforms if it's banner to square size and. Being mobile and desktop, and then if it's taller than square, then it'll only show it on mobile. So that is one thing to be careful of: is if you have a tall image or a tall video, that's only going to be shown on mobile, and where that impacts your campaign. We we've seen a couple campaigns that have a very low mobile conversion rate for whatever reason. Um, maybe it's a website that takes longer to load on a mobile device, or it's asking for more information that you know it's just harder to type on a mobile device. Um, I think you know. In a lot of our campaigns, we do see desktop does tend to convert higher, just for those reasons. Um, but um, it is also important to be aware that most of LinkedIn's traffic is mobile. So if you do limit it to desktop only, you're going to really cut down your audience. Um, so th- there's kind of a lot of considerations in there that I, that I just mentioned, but we do usually see desktop as a higher conversion rate, but be aware most of LinkedIn's traffic is mobile. You can use the different ad units to be desktop only, or you can use this creative size to be mobile.
0: only. So are you saying that the ideal image size or video size is actually a square? Yes, that's what we find because that's going to take up
1: the most screen sc- screen, real estate, and then while still showing on both devices.
0: Yeah, I I, I like that as well, because um I, I think um, um a vertical rectangle um, tends to mean that the user doesn't actually see the text at the bottom or the, 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 the top of the piece of creative, which obviously yeah. means that they, they don't see the context there as well. So uh, I like that size for mobile social media. And I was doing a little bit of research into... Uh, YouTube Stories, which is a completely different platform, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, to be considered, um, um, to, to have your video feature on YouTube Stories, you've actually got to make sure that um, your video is either square or vertical. So square does qualify um, to see you in uh, YouTube stories. So it appears that Square appears to be the, the optimal format in, in, in most scenarios for, for, for social media. So that's, that's good to hear that you're, you're concurring with that particular theory of mine.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> good stuff. Okay, well, um, let's segue to part two of our discussion. So it's now time for Anthony's thoughts on the state of digital marketing today. So starting off with secret software. So Anthony, share a lesser known Martech tool that's bringing you a lot of value at the moment and why that tool is important for you.
1: Lesser known, but but I've seen a lot of people using it recently or getting on the platform recently is a tool called Go High Level. Um, it is a marketing platform. It's almost like a HubSpot meant for marketing agencies um, or for for marketers in general, where it has a lot of different marketing options in the platform. You know, email. We do a lot of email. Follow ups that we'll put in there, and then we do we can build funnels and landing pages in there. So it kind of replaces the need for a click funnels. It replaces the need for a, a mail like a Mailchimp tool, and then it does have lots of other options in there. Um, You know, there's lots of companies that do review management or they'll do other types of social media marketing or SMS marketing. It has those options, but we primarily use it for funnels and landing pages and um, emails and just the rate that they've been releasing new features has been amazing to kind of watch. I think it's a really great platform and for the for the value, um, you can have unlimited sub accounts for your clients so for for an agency it makes a lot of sense
0: great okay well i don't believe i've heard of that one before it's it's just gopilevel.com appears to be the website address so yeah very easy to find there as well so moving on from something that you currently use to something that you're going to use so that is a next on the list so what's one marketing activity or two that you haven't tried yet but you want to test soon
1: it's funny to say but i have not created my own linkedin event yet um that is gonna be something where we're planning to release a series of webinars and just talks on best practices for LinkedIn ads. Um, and we're gonna use LinkedIn events to promote those. Um, LinkedIn events is a relatively new feature for them within like the last year or so, it's been rolled out on the platform. So you can create an event, you can invite people, you can promote that event and all done within the LinkedIn platform. So as we get ready to uh, promote and roll out this this talk, the series of talks, we're gonna use LinkedIn, LinkedIn events to do so.
0: Yeah, I gonna mean, I've, Tried it um, a few months ago, and um, I, I got a few people to sign up to attend the event, but I didn't find the the show up rate to be great. So I'm not sure if that's my fault or the fact that maybe LinkedIn doesn't do a wonderful job about reminding people or um, giving people the option of, of adding events to calendars and things like that to actually uh, attend the event itself. But it's it's certainly a very quickly um, evolving area and something i guess that i shouldn't drop and should perhaps experiment with as well
1: yeah it's interesting to see how the event will get promoted through your network um Mm. where that's where i've seen it be useful for other campaigns that we've worked on um but it is a new feature for linkedin so i'm sure there's plenty of things that they need to you know fix up to make it more effective such as reminders like that
0: they're doing a lot at the moment i mean i hear that linkedin audio rooms are going to be launching recently (laughs) soon as well and i I, have you been on something like clubhouse in the past are you looking forward to audio only on linkedin
1: i have um i've been on clubhouse a little bit i feel like every platform is now announced having an audio version of theirs so it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to see you know when clubhouse was the only one and that that's where um critical mass was and like everyone was on there and using it, that's where it had the most value. Um, I've seen how Facebook's planning to work it into like groups where you can create an audio room in your group. I think that's really valuable. Um, you know, I'm sure LinkedIn probably will do something similar to that. Uh, but, you know, I've seen Twitter's doing them, Spotify's doing them. So I'm sure each platform will do it its own way. Um, and I, I do see there being value for, you know, for the, the case like groups or, or even events, you know, creating an event and then being able to host your own audio room or, or just a whole live event maybe at some point through that. I think that's where it'll be interesting.
0: I think there's definitely value in it. I, I think that the majority of users' complaints about audio-only rooms at the moment uh, is that, um First of all, the content's not uh, around forever. Obviously, you have to be there live to to consume the content. And, And secondly, there maybe is quite a bit of rambling that goes on, and it takes people quite a while to get to the point, and people have to be... In there for hours to get to get value from it. Uh, I did a little bit of experimenting with Clubhouse, and I ended up um, broadcasting um, a few podcast episodes that I recorded live on Clubhouse and getting some people to listen. And then using the hardware that I've got, bringing people a few, a couple of people in uh, as part of the episode to discuss their opinion of what had been discussed with the main guest. And and that, and that seemed potentially valuable, um, but it was. I I don't know if if it's something at this stage until it's native to the platforms that I'm using that I'd I'd run ahead with, but there's interesting developments with with audio happening at the moment certainly.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be like um, you know kind of how like Facebook Live and LinkedIn Live, the ways that those are valuable to people. I think the audio version only is going to be similar to that. Cause it's kind of like, it, it kind of makes it like a radio show versus, yep. um, you know, I, I totally agree with your point of like a lot of people, you know, you have to show up to be there to get it. But then a lot of that time is wasted by people kind of getting themselves organized or thanking the presenter for having them that day. And then the presenter giving an intro and then that back and forth just seemed to take a long time. in some yep. of the audio rooms that I was, I was in and I was like, I'm not going to sit through this, you know, send me the recording afterwards. That's when, you know, I feel like a lot of it would become more useful.
0: Another thing I like about it is the fact that I think many more people are willing to to join in and to, 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 to watch live uh, simply because of the fact that they don't have to turn on a camera. You know, many people are conscious of turning on a camera. So um, if, if, if it makes them more likely to engage and call in, then that, that's certainly a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions, just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion, so use it wisely. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. TikTok or Twitter? Twitter. Facebook or LinkedIn? LinkedIn, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) YouTube or podcast? Podcasts. Traffic or leads? Leads. Paid search or SEO? Paid search. Ads or influencers? Ads. Google ads or Facebook ads? Facebook ads. Email marketing or chat marketing?
1: Ooh, uh, email marketing.
0: Martech stack or all in one platform? Um, Martech stack. And one-to-one or scale? Scale. Too easy. You didn't use your both or anything there. Um obviously <laughs> LinkedIn um was the <laughs> it was one of the choice there as well. Um you gave an oo before email marketing or chat marketing, was that right?
1: Yeah, uh, stack, I think. But also I would put an ooh before email or chat. Um uh, because we do a lot of email, but also we find that LinkedIn direct messages are very effective for following up for leads. So I'd say maybe I should use, should have used my both
0: there. Okay. So does that, are you talking about when you've actually received the lead through LinkedIn or are you talking about any lead that comes through your website? Um, You try and follow up using a LinkedIn direct message?
1: Yeah, I'd say for any lead, but specifically for LinkedIn leads, as as your campaign captures leads, um, you know, that person's coming off of LinkedIn to submit a lead, whether it's through a lead form or through your website. So that means they have a LinkedIn profile going back and looking them up um, and then sending them a direct message. There is a great way to take that lead to the next step. Um, You know, whether whether we recommend both send them a connection request and then they're in your network, they're more likely to see updates from you. and you can then send them messages, and then if they don't accept, or just to get them a message faster, use inmail to send them a direct message without needing to wait for that connection. Uh, we we find LinkedIn messages have a higher response rate than email, and that's you know even more useful for when you're following up with
0: leads. And if someone doesn't respond to your direct message in LinkedIn, do you follow up again, or will that just annoy them?
1: You know, it, I wouldn't say it's exactly like an email campaign, but it, maybe it's similar, where you would probably want to. Um, Drip out some content and mix in call to actions over a period of time, being careful that chats does feel like a little bit more of a pushy channel. So you'd want to be careful as to do that in a tasteful way. Um, maybe you share an update or a blog post every once in a while, and then every once in a while you you kind of follow up and say, "Hey, I saw you downloaded our guide here. You know, the next step most people take is by signing up for getting a free assessment with one of our advisors. Are you interested?" You know, and then you know maybe they'll take a bite on one of those. But you know, kind of like an email campaign, maybe you would start that inter- interaction and then slowly back off if you didn't hear a response. People check LinkedIn at different intervals, so you know, don't take it as uh, um, not interested if they don't respond right away, because sometimes people just don't haven't checked LinkedIn in a few days, and maybe you need to wait you know, a week or so until they get back on the platform and then respond to your message then. But overall, we see, you know, email deals with deliverability, spam filters, all these other tabs that, you know, Gmail and stuff has, but a LinkedIn direct message, you know, very often also shows up as a ping on somebody's phone as like a notification. So we find, um, you know, we find LinkedIn messages get a very high response rate.
0: Is there any third party software that you can use to Automate, um, I guess the, the 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 full process of sending a direct message and actually replying to responses um, f- uh, of of LinkedIn messaging. Um, I'm thinking like um, Mobile Monkey or ManyChat or something like that. Um, they obviously integrate with, with with Facebook quite quite closely, and you you can use their platform to be able to manage that. Um, is, is it possible to use another platform to do that kind of thing? Um, there
1: are automation tools out there. I don't think ManyChat or Mobile Monkey interact uh work with linkedin currently um, i hope they do at some point but um linkedin doesn't like a lot of those automation tools so i'd be careful to to advise anybody to use those but mm. um you know having a salesperson who's kind of receiving that stream of leads and then can reach out via sales navigator is is what most companies do um there are automation tools out there if you search for them um i'm sure there's probably a way to connect that
0: okay let's move on to The $10,000 question. If I were to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success?
1: I would put it into a LinkedIn ads campaign and target. you know, we we end up working with a lot of, I'd say, software and professional services seem to be our most common bubble, you know, industries we work with. Those are big categories, but targeting all marketing directors, DPs of marketing at big software companies and and maybe not big, but mid-range for who we usually work with with and uh you know promoting case studies and recordings webinars and guides to them you know if they're using linkedin they're going to bite on that and be interested to hear some more best practices on how they can get more out of their campaigns um so if it was me i would dump into a linkedin ads campaign and target my audience there
0: okay and ideally would you get people to sign up on your website or using linkedin and in leads form
1: um, depends what the, the offer is. Um, we, we use a good mix of both where a lot, you know, lead forms, you're going to see a much higher conversion rate, but it's a little bit less sticky because it's a very easy interaction for somebody to submit that right away. Um, sending somebody to a landing page kind of depends on what you're offering. We have seen many cases when the landing page does convert better, um, you know, a lead form does save the loading time and does do a lot of autofill that w- causes drop off on a landing page. But for certain things like event sign up, well, certain events, like conferences that someone's gonna go physically attend, um, we do see that often that does better on a landing page because there's a lot more info that somebody needs to know for them to be ready to submit that there. Um, so for stuff like that, we do see landing pages often do better and then. landing landing pages, if you, you know, if it's like an application type of form, often, you know, on a landing page, because if they just submit it through LinkedIn, sometimes people are like, where's my information is going? Um, you know, there's a lot of trust in the LinkedIn platform, but people do have that thought. So if it's applying for a job, sometimes people are more likely to submit that through a company's website because they know the company that's going to be receiving that. Um, so it kind of depends on what the offer is, but I'd say we, we do do a healthy mix of both lead forms and landing pages
0: so to finish off let's shift the focus to someone else who deserves it so that is a magical marketer so who's an up-and-coming marketer that you'd like to give a shout out to what can we learn from them and where can we find them
1: i was thinking about this and i've seen somebody that i've seen pop up a lot recently i haven't looked into their stuff yet but it's on my to-do list uh is a guy named alex or alaric at ad outreach he specializes in youtube ads um and uh you know, overall, being on you know, me being on LinkedIn all day, I am interested in video. I think, you know, we've seen video work well in some cases, not well in some other cases, but I think video and YouTube is a huge channel. This guy's retargeted me forever, so I've seen so much of his stuff that I'm like, all right, you know, at some point I'll look into his content. Um and he seems like he's you know doing some good stuff and up and coming.
0: Right. Okay. I did a quick Google search there and the name appears to be Alaric Heck. Does that name ring about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant stuff. Okay, let's um, copy and paste that into my document there as well, just to make sure that we can uh, share that with the audience uh, as part of the show notes there as well. So there we go. That was episode 241 of Digital Marketing Radio, where Anthony Blattner from Speedwork Social uh, shared great specific tips on LinkedIn advertising, including target around 50,000 to 80,000 people, expect around $10 a click, retarget to other platforms. So... LinkedIn top of funnel, retarget once you receive the email address or people on your website using Facebook ads or Google ads after that as well, and then start with an image rather than a video as well. Use one to one as your resolution of your image and your video there as well. Your secret software was Go High Level. You can find that over at GoHighLevel.com and your magical marketer was Alaric Heck. Everything that Anthony mentioned in today's show and more will be listed in the podcast show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. Anthony, what's the best social platform for someone to follow you and to say hi? Uh, definitely LinkedIn, you can find me there. There we go, I gave, gave you the easy answer there as well. So um, superb stuff, um, thanks so much for coming on. I've been your host, David Bain. You can also find me producing podcasts and video shows for BDB brands over at castingcred.com. Until we meet again, stay hungry, stay foolish, and stay subscribed. Aloha. Digital marketing Radio.com. Digital marketing radio. Digital marketing radio. Digital marketing radio. Digital